Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Did you know that half of America is single? Hollywood has never produced anything like this before. The Dating Project, a groundbreaking documentary that follows five single people, ages 18 to 40, as they search for authentic and meaningful relationships. There is no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love and happiness in an age of swiping left or right. From Empower Pictures, Paulus Productions, Family Theater Productions, and Pure Flix, you can now own The Dating Project. Save the date by visiting thedatingprojectmovie.com and go a step further and help others in your circle date differently by partnering with Ascension Press. Visit shop.ascensionpress.com to acquire the companion study guide. The Dating Project movie is now available on DVD and digital download on Amazon, iTunes, and Walmart. Please visit thedatingprojectmovie.com for details. From Amazon and Facebook and Apple mean to the market. All that and more today on Chuck and Ann on Finance, brought to you by IIE Financial. IIE Financial, willing the good of another. Visit us online at IIEFinancial.com or call the offices today at 832-953-4998. That's 832-953-4998. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hope everybody is having an absolutely amazing day. I am your host, Chuck Fulkerson. You know, uh, talking about what we do each and every week, you know, we're just uh, kind of enjoying summer. We are in the we're in the uh, you know, it's it's almost August, right? Like so like like we're, we're just about to turn the page on August and August is like it's like the the tail end of summer, right? Moms start to get that kids going back to school feeling. And and the, the sun gets a little bit different in the sky. Uh, but here in Houston, we get no relief from the heat. And that's kind of what we're what we're dealing with. But also third quarter earnings. Um, well, second quarter earnings start to uh, start to come to a close. And that's kind of what we're dealing with after last week. You know, last week was a very tumultuous week in regards to earnings announcements and what those earnings announcements did overall to um, really to the market. And and it comes back to Fang, right? The Fang stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix and Google. Those are the big four uh, when it comes to Fang stocks. And, you know, I've 
I've talked about the the power of earnings and why it's so important to understand them before. Um, and uh, and we'll we'll dive into that probably a bit later on. Uh, but what's what's really interesting about that is what happens after the announcement occurs and what you can do leading into it. And, you know, we have Apple reporting uh, this week. Uh, actually tomorrow after uh, after the market closes. So Apple reports, uh, and we're recording this on a Monday, and Apple, Apple uh, reports on a Tuesday, uh, J- July 31st, after the, after the market uh, closes. Now, I will tell you, after what we saw occur in Facebook, where we saw a basically $100 billion of loss, or something ridiculous, uh, in the in the market valuation of Facebook overnight, right? It was a 20% drop in the stock in an, on an overnight instance. Um, you know, we saw a big move down in some very big Dow stocks, right? Like Exxon Mobil took a big hit. It went from $84 a share to $80 a share. Um, you know, a, a stock like Amazon, which, which had good earnings, it gapped way up on earnings that then sold off almost immediately. Um, and so, you know, what we're seeing, Netflix was another one. Netflix, uh, you know, it came screaming down on earnings. Now, rallied back up a bit, uh, but it went from $400 a share down to $340 a share almost overnight. And so when we look at these big movements, we wonder, can Apple save us, right? Is Apple the saving grace? Can can Apple come in and and, and stem the tide, if you will, of just poor, poor showings on earnings. Now, it's and what's interesting is, is these these aren't such poor showings on earnings, but I think that the guidance is is lower than what people expected. Now, all of this is buried inside the fact that on Friday we had a four point one GDP, four point one GDP announcement. That's a humongous number, and when you've got a four point one GDP announcement. Typically, that's where people are excited about the direction. They feel like the economy is growing. But just always remember that there's a disconnect between the stock market and the economy, which means there's a disconnect in your portfolio in the economy. And all these individual stocks, they all affect your portfolio. They all do. You may not feel like they'll affect your portfolio, but they all affect your portfolio because they're all part of the mutual funds that are primarily what's making up your 401ks. Those of you that are out there that have 401k accounts, and if you have a 401k account, you have Netflix in your 401k. You have Amazon. You have Apple. You have Exxon. You have Chevron. You have all of these companies that are moving on all of these different uh, on all of these different earnings announcements, and that is affecting you directly. So I guess the thing to really to consider is what's the makeup of your portfolio? And if the makeup of your portfolio is one that is greatly determined by some of these individual FANG stocks, then it puts you at a higher degree of exposure, right? At a higher degree of risk. But um, I want to come back to that a little bit later. What I want to do, though, is talk about your portfolio in general uh, and something that's interesting that happened specifically this year. Now, what was it specifically that, that that's important for this year? Well, what it really comes down to is federal income tax rates. And there's a great article uh, on Market Watch as we are kind of looking at 
at what the market does as always a, a guide, right, as to what to look for. But always we have to pay we, have, we always have to pay attention to taxes. So there's a great article on MarketWatch that says how the new tax law creates a perfect storm for Roth IRA conversions. And this is an article by Bill Bischoff. I really like this article, but he's, he's you know, Roth IRAs. If you guys remember what a Roth IRA's tax advantage is, the, the tax advantages of a Roth IRA, number one, are tax-free withdrawals, meaning if you let's say you put in one hundred thousand dollars and it grows to a million when you take money out you don't pay taxes on the million now but you funded it that hundred thousand that you funded the account with is taxed right now as long as you're over 59 and a half and as long as you've had that roth ira open for for over five years then you don't pay taxes on the withdrawals that's a huge benefit the other is no minimum required um, distribution rules, right? So you're exempt from required minimum distribution rules because you've already paid taxes on it. See, a lot of times, if you have a million and a half, two million, three million, five million dollars, if you've got a larger account, which a number of people do, you may not want to take the money out of your IRA. But in a traditional IRA, you've got required minimum distributions. Well, in a Roth IRA, you can leave it untouched as long as you live if you choose to. And so this means that you can leave your assets to your heirs if you so choose. And, you know, you don't you don't need to to pull because you have to. Right. I think of the IRA system as, a, as the government's annuity plan, because they know that they're going to get their money eventually. They're willing to forego the taxes today because they know that at 70 and a half, you're going to take it out. Right. So if you think about the government, it becomes a great annuity plan. That's that's really the that's really the backdoor secret weapon, if you will, for government tax revenue are the required minimum distributions that people have to take at 70 and a half. Nobody ever thinks about it in that way. So you have to look at a Roth IRA as a potential for for saving. Right now, the. There is the eligibility, though, if you already have a traditional IRA to to convert it to a Roth IRA. Now, why would I want to do that? Well, think about it for just a minute. If you are currently in a lower tax bracket, right, then you expect to be later in life. If you expect, you know, if you're in your 30s or your 40s and you expect later in life to be in a higher tax bracket, then does it make sense to to pay the taxes now while we're at a lower tax rate now because of this year's tax cuts this makes it a more attractive option right because of our because of the federal income tax cuts this makes it a more attractive option this year this may be the lowest we ever see federal income taxes again in our lifetimes right it may be because who knows what's going to happen with the next set of elections. And I'm not saying this on a I'm not being political in any way. I'm just saying today's federal income tax rates might be the lowest that you'll see for the rest of your life. And if that is indeed the case, I would rather pay the taxes now than pay them later on. I would rather pay the taxes now and allow it to grow tax free. Now, that's not for every single person, right? This is not don't consider this advice. This is this is um, going to be very unique to everybody's situation, right? Your situation may not dictate that that's the right the right thing for you. But for a number of people, it might make sense to look at converting an old IRA into a Roth IRA 
to take advantage of these these tax benefits that are afforded by by that conversion. And when you do that, now then you can also roll that and and it can become what's called a self-directed IRA, meaning that you can make more of the investment decisions. So let's say you have an old 401k and people switch jobs today now more than they ever have. If you have a 401k with a former employer that you don't work for anymore, that is a traditional IRA. And in the 401k, you're limited, you're banded to your investment choices. So what if you could take it out of those limitations, remove the shackles by by rolling it over into some sort of a self-directed IRA? And then if you convert it to a Roth, yeah, you're going to have a tax hit. No question. You're going to pay income taxes this year uh, on that as a tax hit. But you you will gain that advantage that now when you take withdrawals, it'll no longer be taxed. So it's something to consider and something that if you want more information or want more uh, or want us to look at it on an individual basis, because it really is an individual story, you've got to have your own individual story. Reach out to us. Um, shoot me an email. My email address is simply chuck at iiefinancial.com or call the offices at 832 953-4998. That's 832-953-4998. Um, especially as we are, you know, heading into the to to the third and fourth quarter earnings seasons, uh, as you know, we're we're rounding off the second half. And a lot of times what people are doing is they're getting their portfolios ready for that end of the year. Now, this we've only had one earnings season. We've got more to come. And how those will affect your portfolio can be vital. So you got to look at the components that make up your portfolio as well as what vehicle your portfolio happens to be sitting in today. So earlier we talked a, a little bit about earnings and, and really kind of what what their importance are and and, and what happens. We actually recorded a, uh, a short uh, 12 minute clip on Thursday after the announcement had come out from Facebook. And so what I want to do, and this is both me and Annie, uh, you know, talking about kind of some of the things I'm going to play that for you uh, to kind of wrap up today's podcast. And I think what it'll do is help to we talk a little bit more about earnings. Uh, I know I started the show kind of with it before transitioning over to the vehicles and the Roth IRA. But uh, I want you to see kind of what we were talking about regarding Facebook's earnings, because I think earnings are an important part of understanding how they affect your portfolio. So uh, enjoy. And if you've got any questions, always, as always, make sure that you reach out and I will talk to you all next week. See ya. It happens about four times a year. No, we're not talking about the Browns winning a, an NFL game. We're talking about earnings. All that and more today on Chuck and Ann on Finance brought to you by IIE Financial. IIE Financial, willing the good of another. Visit us online at iiefinancial.com or call the office today, 832-953-4998. That's 832-953-4998. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be uh, on this earth. I am your host, Chuck Fulkerson, joined by my significantly better half, uh, Annie, as we are, you know, just just cruising along this morning. It's gorgeous out today. It is a gorgeous, happy Thursday. It is. It's one of those days where the, the sun is shining and I can't wait to go outside so that my face can melt off. No, it's not that bad. It's not that good. <laughs> not that good. You know, our uh, we, we spent a, a whole bunch of time in um, in Phoenix, Arizona. Yep. Um, a couple of years ago. And there was a friend out there who was posting yesterday the temperature gauge in his car read 123 degrees. 
It's and a dry heat. So is an oven. Yeah. And uh, it was so, so funny because I remember being there and um, it, at that temperature, like I think the magic number was 113. Above right. 113, your eyes just kind of feel like they're melting. There like, is. You're at, just, I think it's kind of like 211 degree water is hot water. 212 degree water boiling, right? Mm-hmm. So I believe that in Phoenix, 111 degrees is hot. At 112, I genuinely believe this. I think I'd love to see if there's a scientific study. The 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 mucous membranes on your eyeballs, they start to evaporate. I think so. I mean, it's literally uncomfortable for your eyes. So Well, we don't have to worry about that in Houston because when we get hot, we get swampy. We do. It's I, a it's a good swampy. We do. Uh, I think the the humidity the other day was over forty percent. Yeah, it was pretty warm. Yeah. But the the way you counteract that is by going in a pool. That's right. So you counteract that going in a pool. Speaking we of going in a pool. Technology. Speaking of going in a pool. So we have a tiny little kayak that a friend of ours allowed us to borrow because we've never had a kayak and and it's not something we've ever done. But Charlie went kayaking. So our six-year-old went kayaking a couple of months ago. uh, One of our friends took him out and he got a chance to go in one and he loved it. Well, they have something that they call a kid yak. It's, It's a mini kayak and they let him use this mini kayak and he just, he just goes around the pool like it's nobody's business. Yeah, he did a great job. And then, of course, the younger brother was like, well, if my older brother can do it. And yeah. he jumped in and started paddling. And then they were hot dogging it, going backwards and all kinds of stuff. So now great. that's it. That's impressed. it. We're now taking him down the river. We're going to take him down the river. Mm-hmm. So, well, we talked about something that happens four times a year. There's there there are actually a few things that happen four times a year, right? Can we think of things that happen about four times a year? Well, for some people, maybe I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. For some people, maybe it's the Browns actually winning an NFL game. And actually four times a year is pretty high for them because last year it was zero. You've got to dig on the Browns. Absolutely. Well, I mean, they're like the die. There's no there's no good analogies I can use. They're terrible. But but anyway, report cards, I suppose. Four four times times a year. year, Kids get report cards. Yep. That happens. Um, You're supposed to change your 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 fire alarm batteries actually i think that's twice a year but whatever so four times a year earning season comes out mm-hmm. and people tend to lose their minds during earning season because what happens is during earning seasons we sometimes see stocks that move very violently one way or the other so start at the beginning why do companies have earnings right well they have earnings because books are public Right, because they want to be transparent, right? Well, they don't. They don't want to be transparent. Mm-hmm. They're required to be transparent, right? Right. And with the requirement of being transparent. Now, by the way, this all came about in the early 1930s. Uh, in the early 1930s is when the transparency of companies came about because there was so much corruption during the Roaring Twenties and so many companies cooking their books. That ultimately, that's what led to the stock market completely falling apart. And so since the stock market completely fell apart, uh, there there had to be some sort of safeguards put in play. And that's really where uh, I think it's called the Paper Act of 1934. That's really where a lot of these a lot of this transparency came came into play. And, and that's really one of the reasons why the U.S. markets 
are in my mind the best markets in the world because of the pure transparency in the markets you know every company releases their 10k report and in that 10k report there's news about the company there is information about what the company plans on doing there's there's the risk factors of of the company the problem is most people don't ever take the time to read them right and so what ha- what happens is they rely on analysts and what an analyst does is they may read four or five of those reports a day and they don't really have time to dig into every single piece of it um but when the announcements come out for earnings sometimes you see to- stocks take drastic moves right nobody likes to be unexpected mm-hmm. nobody likes to be caught unexpected and and these drastic moves will sometimes scare the crud out of an investor so, for example, Facebook, we're going to use Facebook's latest earnings release. Um, Facebook was trading around 220 some dollars a share before earnings report, around $220 a share. Well, at the pre-market trading for Facebook, Facebook was trading the next morning uh, 25% worse, about $160 a share. It was a hundred billion dollar blow. The shares dropped about 20% immediately on earnings. Well, the reason for that is because there's there's about a 20% earnings growth that's baked in. The, the 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 stocks have gone up, 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 up so fast and so hard that there's this huge earnings growth that's built into the price of the stocks. And when those stocks don't hit those expectations, they fall. Right. Nobody likes to be um, nobody. Nobody likes to to miss expectations and the expectations that they hit that they that they hit or don't hit become a very important part. So. When you are looking at earnings of a company, then the earnings of the company become a very important, a very important deal. And Facebook losing 20 percent in a day is a, a big deal. It's you know, it's it's a it's a big deal because of what happened uh, earlier this year. Facebook's face Facebook. Ha. Huh. Facebook stock had uh, had recovered from a decline earlier this year in the wake of the Cambridge Analytica scandal, um, one of several controversies and warning signs that the company had managed to weather with little damage to its stock. And I remember seeing this on, um, you know, the news headlines and stuff. Sure. Zuckerberg testifying before Congress and getting asked all kinds of, you know, questions. And I guess they they weathered that stock pretty well um, until it came to declining revenue. Yeah. And so now what happens because the what what happened is is that the stock went up after all of that news, but the users didn't. See, the stock went up and the stock recovered after all of that, but the users, the damage was already done to the users and to the brand. See, here's the way I look at social media. There's a there's actually a really good meme out there about social media, um, and it's and it's relating to the Breakfast Club. I, I don't know if you remember the movie The Breakfast Club. Do you remember I've the never movie? Seen the movie The Breakfast Club? Okay, well, I, know. I think it's like an American sin to not see that movie, but eh, say lovey. Say lovey. Well, the idea of the Breakfast Club is that it's a bunch of different kids that are stuck in detention, and all these kids have. All these kids have their own uh, what's the word that I what's the word that I want to use their own personalities. Right. And the personalities of the kids 
uh, that that are that are in it are are made up of I think Emilio Estevez was in it and Ro- Molly Ringwald Molly Ringwald was in it and a bunch of different guys. Well, essentially, it's you know it's Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Right? There's one that's the nerd. Well, each of these social media platforms has their own presence. Facebook for a long time was was the cool kid um, that 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 everybody was on. Well, now Facebook, everybody knows about Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook. My grandmother's on Facebook. Now it's become like basically the old people social media. Right. People, young, the younger people have moved on from Facebook. So, so the story is, is that when you're in college, the pictures you want your parents to see, you put on Facebook and then your real life goes on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, LinkedIn has already been purchased by Microsoft and LinkedIn is no longer even publicly traded because it got purchased by Microsoft. Instagram is owned by Facebook uh, and Twitter, you know, the, the Twitter itself is just kind of humming along, right? The, the stock of Twitter is just kind of humming along. But what happened with Facebook was they lost the most important thing, the most important thing in any business. I don't care what business it is, is trust. Right. The most important thing in any business is trust goes all the way back. You know, in our in our in our other podcast yesterday, we were talking about Aristotle and 80 percent of any of any business relationship is the ethos, the credibility, the trust that is built up by that company. And Facebook lost it. I think that's the biggest problem is that they lost the trust of their users. And so a lot of users just completely stopped using them and their ad revenue took a hit. And when their ad revenue takes a hit, then you get trouble just because the stock had recovered. Didn't mean that, that the company did. Yeah. And that's interesting too, because you know, in, in this world of where everyone has about a six second, uh, attention span. What'd you say? <laughs> There's so many other social media platforms and, Facebook is so like we're so inundated with technology that for Facebook to try and come back and earn that trust, like before they can even think about what to do, people have already moved on. That's exactly right. They've already moved on or they just said, you know, I'm just tired of this. And I think the other side is the polarization that's on Facebook, right? If you've got friends that are on the left and friends that are on the right, then you are annoyed at Facebook because it's just people yelling at each other. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, keep that in mind when you're looking at your investment portfolio. What do earnings have to do and the results of the company have to do with your investment portfolio? Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you soon. IIE Financial is an investment advisor representative with Symphony Financial, a registered investment advisor. Charles Fulkerson is an investment advisor representative with IIE Financial and Symphony Financial, LTD Co., Annie Fulkerson is not registered nor affiliated with Symphony Financial. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Symphony Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. IIE Financial does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love.